Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music. I'm your host, Make Blurry, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend, Marty Gray, and special guest, Eli Engelbert. What's up, fellas? What's up? How are we feeling? Great oh, to be here. Oh, man, good. it's good to be with you, Eli, or as we should say, <laughs> Yeti Bear. Yeti Bear, the new, uh, the new rebrand, the new redesign. Best in class <laughs> torque, you know? Out, out in theaters soon, right? What's that? Out in theaters soon? Oh, out in theaters soon. It's going to be great. Rated R. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> well, Hell. Eli, we've got, a, uh, we've got a song that you made here. Ready to, ready to rip apart. Do you want to tell us a apart. bit about <laughs> yourself and sort of like you as a producer slash musician dude? Yes. So, yeah. So, I've been in the entertainment slash music field for like over 10 years i started when i was like nine years old started doing with started doing started with tv work i had two tv shows one of them got nominated for an emmy back in like 2013 whoa yeah yeah and then Wait, what uh, shows the first one was called uh, <laughs> ariel zoe and eli 2 and that was like a musical variety show with my uh two older twin sisters and basically we would like sing sh- interview celebrities and then like sing with them whatever just random shit and then the second That's so show, cool. yeah, that was fun. And then the second show was called Steal the Show. And that basically that was filmed in Chicago mostly. And we worked with a guy named Jim Peterick. He wrote songs like Eye of the Tiger, all the like top songs in the 80s, honestly. Um, and so we'd basically be writing songs with him in his studio. And then it would show the whole like process, essentially. And that's when I got nominated for the Emmy. But so that, that show was pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, I ended up getting into production shortly after that. And I sort of fell in love with that, wanted to do that forever so that's what i'm doing now uh <laughs> and so i'm gonna be releasing my my first album in a couple months here and no one's heard it so it's gonna be great so this is like wow, a little so this sneak, is a sneak peek, peek. yeah sneak peek go. action yeah yeah i said it first marty oh <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry what's the what's the song called no, no. What, are, the, what are we oh, so this today? one's called uploaded it's actually the oldest song in the album and i feel like my voice sounds a little different now not actually not that different it just sounds more developed now but i like this song um, I made it during COVID times, Ooh. and it's uh, it's got a little bit of a mm. cyberpunk like industrial edge to it. Um, it's one of the more like electronic sounding songs by album for sure, but this one's actually the opener mm. also, so it has some uh, has some cool vibes to it for sure. Oh, that's sweet. Should we take a listen? Let's take a listen. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah.
Gagong. Gagong. Yeah. Dang. That's epic. What a piece. Appreciate you, man. It's all, it's all fun stuff out here. All right, Marty, you got questions? I got questions. <laughs> you first, you first. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> all right. So, I guess first question, not directly about the song. Yeah. Would you say, are you more of a producer first or a singer first? Definitely. In terms of oh, yeah. so, how you think. Yeah. I think it's definitely changed over the years. Like Back when I made that song, definitely producer first. I feel like I've definitely become more passionate about singing like this year alone, honestly. So I feel like all the new, newer stuff I write is more written like for my voice first and then like the production goes around that. But this song uh, right here definitely was like production first and then vocals afterwards. Yeah. Because I guess just from, from my listen, the first two things that pop out to me when thinking about you know you as a songwriter and this song is like, whoa, those are crazy good vocals. Hey. And wow, this person really has a sense of of like sounds <laughs> with like all these different synths and, and like how they change and warp and come yeah. in and out. Uh, yeah. There's some mastery there that I'd love to unpack. Hell yeah. I really appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm down to uh, spill all the juice, all the sauce. <laughs> Ooh, let's go. Let's, okay. Well, let's start spilling. Just, let's start spilling sauce. Yeah. Let's get it. All right. Gotta ask, gotta ask the question. What'd you mm-hmm. use for the synth bass? How do you get that the, 80s oh, sound? Like, that, that like chugging bass thing. What is that? Yes. Yeah, so there's two different ones. So that like one that comes in like at the beginning that's just sort of like drives throughout the whole song. That was actually with the Isotope Iris. And then I used like a bunch of stock Ableton filters, had a bunch of automation on them doing different shapes. So it's like you get this like back and forth kind of like, yeah, that one. So this is, this is Isotope Iris. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's like, cool. it's pretty much just like a really basic like saw patch like by itself. Let me skip forward. Wow. That's it. So much character in it, you know? Yeah. It grows with the song. <laughs> Heck yeah. A lot of detuning going on. A lot of filter oh, yeah. sweeping. Skip a little bit ahead. That's the thing too. So like that main baseline I wanted to use it like also as a melodic element. So it like during the choruses it becomes like kind of part of the chord progression too. Oh for sure, yeah. It kind of goes higher a little bit. Yeah, yeah kind of sweeping in distortion there too that's fun definitely that might actually be a fracture i don't know if you know, if you know that plugin but it's a it's a free one by glitch machines and it just adds a bunch of like crazy artifacts oh yeah we're a huge fan of fracture in at this podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we i think we may have discussed it in our uh podcast or our plugins episode oh incredible oh yeah yeah i think Which so it's really fun <laughs> yeah that one's a unit yeah fracture is, is so cool that okay, that's cool. cool. That one's cool. It's fun that Isotope makes a synth plugin because we all we kind of all know Isotope for their like uh, post production plugins. Like they have a lot of mixing centric plugins, but it's it's cool that they have um, right. a synth like their own synth. I think that's neat. It's interesting because that's not usually a synth I use either. It was just um I just gotten the Isotope subscription, so I was like testing out all the different plugins, and I just like was vibing with the with that preset, and then I was adding a bunch of stuff to it. So like. Chances are, like, if I didn't have that plugin, I would have made that sound with just a different synth, but it has a, a very thick sound to it, which I like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a headbanging sound. It really is. <laughs> it's very driving. Amazing. Yeah, it's so Yeah, good. and there's also, and um, there's a second bass synth, too. I don't know if you're, that's one you meant at the beginning, but there's, like, it's a, one of the other layers, and that one was made with uh, the Dave Smith uh, Prophet Rev 2, so it's just this, like, gross, like, raw analog bass. Let's listen to that. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and that little, like, womp sound in the middle was made with serum, and that's just, like, a Foreman FM-like sound. <laughs> Love it. And for, the, that is cool. for those of you that are curious, a uh, the Prophet is a hardware synth, and the Dave Smith Signature Series, I think, is a is a special kind of Prophet that you can get. Oh, yeah. This, it used to always be the Dave Smith one. Now it's uh, sequential, I think. They like, re, they, like, re-released it as, like, a separate synth, even though it's the same thing. For so, sure. like, it used to be cheaper. They made it more expensive for some reason. Not... Don't like that that much, but <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> and Serum is a plugin. It's a wavetable synthesizer that's really geared towards like the user friendly side of things. But Serum is awesome. I really like Serum. It's a really little bit expensive. Serum. Yeah, you can really like play with it. And people make presets for Serum too, so you can go online and sort of like look at what other people have done and upload them yourself, which is really fun. Yeah, yeah. So here's Fire. those two synths together, because th it looks to me like they're sort of designed to go together. So here's what they sound mm -hmm. like, um, both soloed. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. That That's where so like those that, so cool. that like raw industrial vibe. Like it, it kind of it's almost like that like club kind of sound but it's a bit slower so it's just a little more driving it's like just cool i love it yeah they work so well together yeah yeah just two two nasty textures can work it's together do something interesting hey talk <laughs> can i ask uh oh yeah oh go ahead marty oh no i was gonna move on go ahead i was gonna, I was gonna say like what are some of your uh i guess inspirations for the song as far as other artists or or maybe just in general um hmm yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me think. So, um, d during that point, I was just super into like the cyberpunk aesthetic as a whole. So, like, honestly, I'd be listening to just like playlists of that type of music. And I, actually, not super sure who like my top inspirations would be for that style. I would honestly say my close yeah. friend uh, Justin Hoshella. He's a local guy in Michigan. We've worked together for years, and that's kind of the type of music he makes. So, like, I would always be like going to his setup, and he'd be showing me stuff he's working on, and it definitely has like that kind of vibe. So I, was, I I definitely learned from him how to do that kind of stuff for sure, but yeah, that's I like that vibe a lot. What, what'd you call it? Cyber what? Oh, like cyberpunk. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I, cyberpunk. I guess yeah. some dudes who like I listened to back in the day, kind of artists like Kill the Noise or Skrillex. Like honestly, like OG, yeah. like some OG like dubstep dudes. Like I definitely learned from that as well. But yeah, yeah, it's cool in this sort of. It's almost yeah. If you think of Skrillex and then in in the context of this song it's like Skrillex evolved into this new thing. Definitely. Uh, which is, yeah, it's cool. And there's a lot of songs that have that sort of, um, it's like a little bit less forward. I mean, this is still driving and forward, but mm -hmm. Skrillex is like really like oh, really right there. Face. We're like, we're up, we're down, or this, or that. But this is like a little more nuanced, it almost feels. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I, I like that kind of genre. It feels good with the, all the different effects and sounds coming through. Yeah, man. Like, I want it to be, like, an aggressive sound, but also be, like, chill to listen to. So it's, like, it's got, like, a very, like, nice structure where nothing feels, like, that out of place or jarring. It's just very, like, it just has, like, a nice driving force behind it that, like, keeps you interested. Yeah, there's almost, like, pop. I mean, this is a different thing, but, like, dancing on my own, that sort of pop. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure version has a little bit of, it's like a baby version not as complex or fun version of the synth that just kind of <laughs> keeps you bouncing a little bit yeah definitely. but yeah this is really just drives that home it's like yeah that times 10 heck yeah man <laughs> it's stuff. great 
It's great. Can we talk about the synths? Because because yeah, because Eli, you have a big synth library at your house. You have like a ton yeah, of I got, different synthesizers I got a and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. what kind of synths did you, did you use? I'm gonna quickly like while you're talking about this, like scrub through the synth track a little bit. Definitely. So that that ta da do 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 that's also the prophet. Okay. That scratchy one is massive. Um, Ooh, and that's a that's also a uh, software synth. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a, an old, at this point it's almost old school, I feel like, old school software synth, because like, I feel like that was huge in like the 2010s, and then Serum came out and that kind of took over. True. But I still, I still got a place for Massive. And that's still Profit. That's the Massive one. Yeah, those are like I'll the main two synths, but then um, in the chorus sections, um, I used the modal Argon for a couple of like background textures. Shimmering. I love that texture. It's very cool. yeah, yeah. It's sort of like yeah, bit the... crushed a little bit too, or like distorted in, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think everything towards the end is like was run through like just some tape distortion stuff like that just to crunch it up. Because a lot, a lot of stuff on the profit will come out sounding like very. It's not like very analog, but also very clean. So it's mm. fun just to add like mild distortion, just to add a little bit of a little bit of texture to it. Also, yeah, that's Arcuri added some stuff too. Oh, that's my that's my mix engineer. Yeah, the mix one. engineer. The it, mm-hmm. it's cool. I think it like really uh, meshes well with that industrial style. Definitely. Like really yeah, you don't want like it to distorted. be like too clean. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eli, Amazing. you're but also yeah, think... a, you're also a huge proponent of uh, foley and like other textures yes. and noises in your music, especially. Definitely, I I love it with percussion. Like I love layering. Like you could have like your like drum line, but then it's really cool layering that with like. This one, I for this time I forgot exactly what I used. I think I used sounds that were like on NASA's library, and then I like, added like glitch effects to them. But it's really cool just finding like sounds that aren't really meant for like percussion, and then using them in percussion in that percussion sense. So, Wait, like, that's um, sweet. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, so, a so, really good idea. <laughs> so let me play. Then I'll tell you what. I'll play the drum track first, and cool, then cool. in the middle I'll sort of add in the effects and the the risers layer, like all the foley stuff. I'll add it in. Oh, the for middle. sure. So here's the pure drum track. I'm gonna add the other stuff in now. Yeah, it's just so like, I mean, here here's the um, effects <laughs> layer soloed. So I'll play like in the middle. <laughs> Is that glitch? Uh, that's glitch, and then some heavy side chaining to like the kick. That's sweet. Here's here's like more towards the beginning. A little more present there. Yeah, yeah. Here's near the chorus. It makes it so end. alive. <laughs> Yeah, I love using stuff like that instead of. I mean, I use hi hats too, but if you add like some like mild hi hats and then layer with foley, it adds way more movement than just like typical hi hats do, in my opinion. Wait, so what is this? Like, are you writing these individual notes and and warping them, or how does this plugin work? Oh, so um, this one's called glitch, and basically, it can go up for like sixteen bars, I think, and I like just to hit randomize on it until I get something that sounds cool with the sound I'm working with, and then so I'll just end up with oh. something that I'm not really expecting, and then kind of work around that. It's very very inspiring, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like in the mix, I almost felt like 
for one second, I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like birds or crickets, but like yeah. in another dimension, you know? Exactly. But then like just for half a second, though, it feels a little bit natural in the way it does it, even though it's like these like kind of mechanical, like weird sounds, too. Exactly. So it's, it's both at once. And it's yeah, it's really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure that like the one that kind of sounds like birds is like sounds that NASA collected from Jupiter. And I just thought that was really cool. So I like chopped it up <laughs> and threw that in. Yeah. And then for some more foley at the... Yeah, at the very beginning of the song, I chopped up, like, this clip of Abraham Lincoln talking, so that you can't really understand what he's saying, but it was, like, one of the first, like, audio recordings ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's pretty cool, so that in. Like, I don't even know what that speech was about. Chances are there's something in there that's not great, but, like, <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> Just keep him stuttering and it's good. Exactly. It's about the aesthetics, mixing like very futuristic textures with Abe Lincoln, you know. <laughs> so, Eli. Yeah. How'd you even think of that kind of stuff? Um, oh, yeah. I was going through the, the Library of Congress library and I'm looking for royalty-free sounds. because That's always fun to do in my free time. And uh, that one just kind of stuck <laughs> out. I'm like, that one just sounded cool. So, threw it in there. <laughs> that is the best hobby I've ever heard. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's honestly like needle in a haystack. Like most of the sounds in there are like not usable. Absolute trash but it's it's fun it's it's cool finding stuff i mean it's gotta be so fun when you find a gem oh definitely yeah yeah like martin i used to make some like dumb music videos and like if you go on library of congress you can find like stock images whatever like you can use it all for free so like and you don't have to worry about getting sued so you can do whatever you want <laughs> so perfect it's a great source a for playground yeah exactly it's good stuff. sandbox <laughs> yeah we love our free source free source stuff Indeed. is the best it's the best so Eli, you said something earlier, and I think I w I just want to go back and and touch on it because mm -hmm. you mentioned something that we do quite a bit on this podcast when we're like playing with sounds, and I think it's I think it's an important thing to stress because you said that you you sort of set your glitch plugin to a, uh, a like a randomized button, and you sort of cycle yeah. through it until you work until you find something that you like, and listening to this pattern right here. Mm -hmm. I think a really important lesson to learn for music making is that when you hear a pattern like that, you think, wow, that's insane that the person, like, whoever is making music heard that before and was able to, like, make that, you know? But, like, none of this was presupposed. Mm -hmm. Like, none of it was predestined. Like, exactly. Like, we just and mentioned on our Didgeridoo episode, like, we stumble upon things as producers and as musicians and we learn to to utilize them and work around them and like expand upon that idea but like oh 100% this like your process is what we talk about all the time on this podcast which is like oh yeah, yeah. i just sort of like cycled through something and then like stumbled upon something that i liked and then uh decided on it facts yeah and i feel like that also adds a way more like organic sound if you have like a really electronic production if you have something that's kind of random and like not what you expect it makes it feel like more realistic in a way i don't know it's absolutely yeah mm -hmm. it's interesting too to you know like there's intention behind it right you want something random so you go to nasa's library like what's the most random sound <laughs> you can think of like exactly. maybe nasa's library is that right but yeah it adds that like that living element to the music that always moves and uh 100 yeah it's cool to stumble upon things actually it reminds me too marty of our episode like it was one of our first episodes about friction and how important it is to like make your whole setup frictionless and what that helps you do is just 
do more and stumble upon things and then use that and use your ear and have fun with it um, well absolutely yeah, it's just cool to see all that randomness and practice yeah, yeah and like i mean eli is a very very practiced producer he's been doing it forever and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just important to remember like not everything that's created is is created with like that exact intention before it was made you know like you oh, you yeah. can you can never create the sound that's in your head you you just you have to keep going and you have to keep trying things it's like the real creative power is the power of election you know of being like oh that's the sound i want i like that but like getting exactly. there is just right. is just sort of like pure fun yeah, like when I'm writing a song from scratch, I never like have an exact idea in my mind of what I want to make. Usually I, I might have like a melody or like a chord progression or something I like. But after that, like with all the textures, you just kind of have to go through and like find stuff that you wouldn't necessarily expect would be in the end result. But it's just fun to like try things out and see what works. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Actually, question on that, because I feel like marty we're working on that song we're actually workshopping a song as part of this podcast oh yeah and sort of what we did is we we started building it up and we didn't really know what the vibe of the song was but we're getting to a point we've just like added layers we're just kind of messing around we're getting to a point where it's like wait a minute i think i sort of know what this song is like the direction it's going exactly and then all of a sudden you can't just keep going randomly forever you have to kind of shift and start honing it in being like Right? Or or do you just let it go? I'm kind of curious about your process. Yeah, no, it's definitely similar for me where it's like, for like I feel like the first 25% of writing a song, it's like, you don't necessarily know where it's going to go. Sometimes like after a day or two, you're like, oh, I actually don't really like this song that much. But sometimes you just kind of have to power through and like try to come up with different ideas. And then once you sort of have mm-hmm. like a core idea done, you can sort of like hear like where things could go. Like honestly, a lot of the really glitchy ideas are like, they're in- even though they're random, they're intentional. It's like, I know I want to have some like glitchy madness over here. Like, I don't know exactly what that's going to sound right. like, but you can like, once you get the song to a certain point, you can kind of hear like, you can kind of hear where you want to take it. Or honestly too, yeah. like if you come up with a, a a song that you like and you're kind of like lost for ideas, like honestly leave it for a few months and like, don't even like listen to it at all. And then come back to it with a completely fresh mindset. And that can completely change your like vision of the song. Ooh, yeah. Let time help you out. Exactly. That's a good idea. Like take some time, write some other stuff, like make get a little pile going. Cause like, a lot of these songs, like, I had the, like, a lot of songs for my album, for example, I had the core ideas, like, completely finished. Like, the songs were, like, 90% done. And then after a few months, I'm like, oh, I've learned these new production techniques, or I kind of like this style of music now. And you can sort of throw those things back into the old songs and, like, revi- like refurbish them, in a sense, and do something cool. But Yeah, they're always evolving, and like, then getting to that point where they're finished for an album, too, is a whole nother step right definitely <laughs> in times past so your creative ideas have passed so you just let that go and just put it on them right <laughs> no that's for real i would say like i guess my main thing is like for when writing music like definitely take your time but also don't be a perfectionist like take your time getting the art like the way you really like it but don't nitpick little things and like completely like drain inspiration for the project yeah that can happen so easily oh, definitely yeah. <laughs> we, talk, we talk about that sort of thing a lot too just like the whole process yeah. and how how to stay motivated it's hard for real yeah yeah so one more thing i want to ask about Mm -hmm. so before you you mentioned that you became passionate about singing these past few years Mm -hmm. can you can you just talk about like what sparked that i mean i mean obviously the like the want to get better at singing because it's fun but like right right what sparked it like what are you working on now and like how are you getting better yourself and Right. What what has that journey been like? What like what 
what has what has made you happy about sort of the singing thing definitely i feel like so i used to love singing when i was younger like that was like the main like thing for the tv shows i'd be singing with my sisters and other people and that was really cool when i hit puberty my voice like completely shifted and i couldn't sing any of the old songs and it was kind of like an ego blast a little bit and i didn't i wasn't a producer at that point so like that's kind of all i had (laughs) so i was like oh well i guess i'll get into production and so that's when i really fell in love with production but it's weird uh this song that we're showing today is actually like the first song my album that i sang on beforehand i was usually sending off music to other people to sing and i was just like truly producer mode Mm. and so when i made this song i was like my voice is like sounding stronger than usual. I was really liking the, the direction it was going. So I've, I've really just for the past couple of years, I've been really developing my, especially my tenor voice. So I can hit like way higher notes now with a lot more power and confidence. And it's also really cool having friends like Marty. And I have a lot of other friends who are insane vocalists who uh, have helped me along the years, like teach me cool stuff. But it's just more that like want to like get better at what I know I can be really good at. So it's like, I'm like competing with myself, just like trying to get better at everything. Like, and also it's really cool. Like being able to like write songs for yourself instead of like writing a beat and then having someone else's like someone else's mindset on the lyrics or whatever. It's kind of fun to like be able to like fully get into the vibe when it comes to lyric writing and singing, like writing songs in the right key for my voice and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. I bet. Yeah, writing in your range is probably really freeing. Also, I mean, yeah. your vocals sound effortless, and they all sound clean. Like all the notes are just, yeah. It, so it much, feels man. like yeah. you're a professional singer. That's what it sounds like hey. to me. You know, <laughs> I hear that, I'm like, whoa, that is that's fresh. Heck yeah, <laughs> no, it's interesting because like the tenor singing is pretty new for me. Also, like a couple years back, like even Marty knows this. Back when we did uh, the acapella stuff, like I was set as baritone because I didn't have any high range at all. But like as a baritone, my low range wasn't very powerful either. So like. I always felt like maybe my voice just wasn't that strong in like any sense. But once I started mm. developing the tenor range, I'm like, oh, that's where my voice is like supposed to be. So yeah, that's Ooh. definitely freeing. Yeah, that's <laughs> you you've uncovered it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I I sort of like found that's where awesome. my voice is like supposed to naturally sit and then yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, man. Vocals can be so weird. And it is something that you grow into and it is something definitely. that you can practice. A lot of people don't they don't believe that vocals are something you can like practice and get better at. It's not like you run a bunch of scales on vocals oh, and yeah. then you're suddenly a better vocalist. Like you have to sing a lot. And oh yeah, I mean I've never had like classic vocal training at all. It's honestly a lot of like trial and error. It's like working out a muscle, honestly. I mean it is a muscle, but mm-hmm. that's literally yeah, it what is. it is. You just got to you just practice different things. Honestly, sing what you like singing and then just like try to get better at doing that and that's way more inspiring instead of like singing old show, show tunes and running up scales, stuff like that. <laughs> like that's right, never been right. inspiring for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that <laughs> one. I'm definitely with you on that one. And this is coming from someone who is classically trained. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think it is it is much more useful in this set, in like a production setting, to sing the stuff that you like singing and to write exactly. for yourself and sing that stuff. That's going to like make you better at the stuff you want to be better at. Exactly. No, that's for real. Also, like, if you just, like, look at how you're talking and stuff, that's, you can, you're sort of talking within, like, your natural range. So it's, like, try to, like, sing stuff that's kind of, like, around that and it'll sound the most natural and then slowly evolve it instead of, like, trying to blast crazy stuff right off the bat. Because <laughs> that, also, that's how you can hurt yourself, but. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. And I feel like simple vocals are sometimes the best vocals. Definitely. When it's just a note that feels so comfortable and you know it sounds comfortable, right? You can tell it's right in the range. I love that stuff. That's juicy for me. Fully agree. Yeah. That's awesome. Boom. 
Well, Eli, where can um, where can we find you on social media first? Yes. So uh, right now, if you go on Instagram and you look up your beloved Yeti, that's where you can find me with my my solo works. For some of my older stuff, or kind, I guess it's still kind of recent. If you look up Ariel, Zoe, and Eli, that's where like that's where all the big numbers are at. But I'm not gonna be releasing music on that platform anymore. But yeah, in a couple months when this uh, album drops, it'll be un- be under Yeti Bear on all platforms. So yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll definitely keep everything updated there for sure. It's going to be good. I love it. <laughs> and wait, one last question for me too. What's oh, yeah. your favorite part of this song? The favorite part of this song? Honestly, I love the like, um, towards the end, there's like an instrumental break, like uh, before the vocals come back in. I just really like how like all the textures sit right there. It's just very chill. Like you have all the chords kind of bouncing around, but mm. yeah, that's going to be my favorite spot for sure. Just well, we're gonna like, play that. We we're it, gonna play Marty? that spot out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Is are we are we calling that a wrap? Is that a thing? I think it's a wrap. Did you do the thing. Yeah, half hour. <laughs> is good. That's a good podcast Dang, we right t- there. We tore through that. I feel, yeah, there's so much to talk about, but yeah, that that's awesome. Thank you for sharing with us, Eli. That was amazing. Of course. Um, yeah, that was really fun. And I'll I'll be waiting for that album, and hopefully oh, yeah. we can talk again sometime. Definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm always willing to show other stuff too. Like the rest of the album, in my opinion is way better than this song. This is the weakest one in my opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. it's all uphill from here. I mean, this is powerful stuff. Okay, I'm excited. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Yeah, this is gonna be great. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Peace, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs)